Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom and good morning. And let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We just declare that this is the day you've made, and we are going to rejoice in it. We're going to share the love of Messiah to everyone we meet. We are going to keep our uh, praying for people, interceding for people. We're going to praise you, and we're going to proclaim who you are. And so, Lord, I pray that you would anoint this study of Romans 9 through 11, Uh, Father, as it seems to be such a pivotal study for your word. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you. We give you all the honor and glory and look forward to how you are going to use this program in the lives of the listeners. So we bless you. Thank you. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen and amen. So we are going to continue our study with Romans 9 through 11, and today we're going to focus on Romans 10. Uh, I would advise you to get your pencil and paper out because this is a little bit different, as I've been telling you, and uh, so it it makes sense to take some notes. Um, Any questions, any things you'd like to express, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Or you can call Karen, uh, 813-831-5673, leave a message. Or if you'd like to help us pay for the radio time for this year, that would be helpful. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. You know, Romans 9 through 11, it's a key three chapters to understanding the heart of God and and certainly through Paul, it's it's certainly Paul's heart. He gets it. And it's important to understand Messianic Judaism, the whys of Messianic Judaism. And uh, we really believe that, that Messianic Judaism is God's plan. It's not something that 
I devised or anybody else devised. Um, So these chapters are also critical, I think, because as God treats his Jewish people, he's also going to treat the rest of the world, the Christians all throughout the world. So please understand that this is important to strengthen your faith and also to understand the importance of the Hebrew Scriptures. You know, some people say it's the law, it's the Torah, we're done with that. We're going to address that today. So uh, a couple things that I failed to mention last week as we were beginning Romans 10, and so I'm going to ask you to turn specifically to Romans 10.4. And it says... Uh, in the TLV, which is the Tree of Life translation, for Messiah is the goal of the Torah as a means to righteousness for everyone who keeps trusting. Now, in the New King James, the NASB, the ESV, uh, they all say, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So the understanding there would be that the law is over if you're a believer. And uh, not only do I disagree with that, but I also disagree with the way it's translated. And so we have to look at the word that is used in the Greek, uh, which is translated end. The word telos in Greek oftentimes means end. But it also oftentimes means goal or aim or purpose. So the church uses the word end and therefore says we're now under the new covenant, not the old. However, when you use goal, then you understand the value of the old covenant, the Hebrew scriptures. This is a key, key point in understanding what God wants us to know. I always look to the thread that runs through Scripture when there is a controversial understanding of a particular word or uh, idea. So will you join me in this thread so we can think together and see what God is trying to tell us, I believe. So one thread we could say is God is finished with the purposes of the Hebrew Scripture. That's one possible thread. The other one is God sees the Hebrew Scriptures still having purpose in our lives today. Now, which one would make sense as a thread starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation? Putting it that simply, I believe your intuition will tell you what is correct. But let's also look at Scripture in context so that As we look at this, uh, we can answer this issue. And for that, let's look at a scripture that you all know, 2 Timothy 3. Now, in verse 16, it says, All scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for restoration, and for training in righteousness, so that the person belonging to God may be capable, fully equipped for every good deed. Now, when this was written, right, was the New Covenant codified yet? Was it the New Covenant yet? No. So they were only talking about the Hebrew Scriptures. But if for some reason you don't believe me, 
let's go back to the, put it in context with verse 14. You who, however, continue in what you have learned, what you have been convinced of, for you know from whom you have learned, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to make you wise, leading to salvation through trusting in Messiah Yeshua. So, we see here that they're talking to um, what I believe is Jewish people because they have from childhood learned scripture. And so these are the sacred writings that are all through the book of Romans. We see uh, constant, and, and especially in, in the studies we've been doing lately, we see always quoting uh, the Hebrew Scriptures, because the Hebrew Scriptures is the foundation. It is the, so, and and it says here in Timothy that it makes you wise and it leads to salvation. And so, all Scripture, meaning what God has given us in the in in the future, because it it had to be uh, put together, right? So even Timothy had to be put together at a later time, right? Second Timothy and First Timothy. But you combine that with the Hebrew Scriptures, so all Scripture is inspired by God. And this is a very, very important concept. We, we see here that uh, when we look at the thread in Scripture, when God says, forever. What does that mean? That Christians say no longer? (laughs) Or does it mean that those who become Christian adopt forever and become part of the promises of God? Because I think when you look at this whole concept of the Hebrew scriptures, you have to answer this question too when you're looking at the thread. So let me ask it one more time. When God says forever in the Hebrew Scriptures, does that mean that Christians should say no longer? I'm giving you time to think about it. (laughs) Or does it mean that those who have become Christian adopt forever and become part of the promises of God. So let me give you an example of that so that we can be more clear. In Exodus 31, 16, it says, So the children of Israel are to keep the Shabbat, or the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, and on the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. So here are the questions. If you are not Jewish, are you part of the children of Israel because you have accepted the Messiah of Israel? Okay. Second question. Are you as a Christian supposed to keep the Shabbat, the Sabbath? Third, it says observe throughout their generation as a perpetual covenant. Perpetual means occurring repeatedly, so frequent as to seem endless and uninterrupted. 
It then says, it is a sign forever. And I love to ask this question in our congregation. I ask it all the time. How long is forever? Does it stop in modern times? Does it stop for Christians? I'm going to get out on a limb here and say forever means forever. And if that is the case, then the Hebrew scriptures, and this is just one example, I could give you 50, but this is the Hebrew scriptures are relevant in your life. Does that make sense? So I believe the thread here should be obvious. God tells us that all Scripture is inspired by God and useful, right? And and this concept is crucial for your understanding and applying of Scripture. So please don't play what I'm saying, play it down, you know what I mean? When you, when you see a thread in Scripture, it is a key to unlocking difficult passages. It's also a key to unlocking your heart to things that you have been taught at an earlier time that might not be correct and that you have adopted. So I ask you to consider it. I'm not telling you that I am, (laughs) you know, the know-it-all, but I am asking you to consider what I'm saying. You see, our righteousness is in trusting Yeshua. The law is still important in a number of ways. And yes, our obedience to the law does not result in salvation. I get that. However, God's standard is still upheld. Should we throw out the Ten Commandments? We realize that sin separates us from God. It hurts our relationship with him. Let me, let me explain how this works in some Christian commentaries. One of the Christian commentaries I love to use, and I won't give you the name of it, but I really respect and enjoy them. But when I was reading about Romans 10 in this very area, and, and I guess they felt like they had to come against the law, and, and, and they said that the, keeping the law does not bring you closer to God. Now, you might feel that way, but let me ask you something, because I don't agree with that. I think that when we sin, it separates us from God. And if we don't know the Hebrew scriptures, and we, we might not know what sin is, right? So when I read this commentary, I say to myself, well, look, Isaiah 59.2 says that your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that He does not hear. That means our sins separate us from God, so our lack of sins bring us closer. Wouldn't you agree? Yes? Now, notice another thing. God does not move. (laughs) He's not moving. 
So when we sin, we are moving further away from him. And when we are sinning less or not sinning, right, we are drawing closer to him. He's he's not moving. Okay, just thought I'd mention that. Look, we still need a Savior, and the Savior obviously is Yeshua. The Hebrew Scriptures points to Yeshua, secures our understanding of Yeshua, prophesies about Yeshua, provides a foundation to recognize and know Yeshua as our Messiah. The same faith that we have for all of that is necessary to proclaim Yeshua, but that same faith is required in the Hebrew Scriptures, in the Torah as well. So as an example, Genesis 15, 6, when talking about Abraham, says, then Abraham believed in Adonai, the Lord, and God reckoned it to him as righteousness. So we see right there that it's all about believing and trusting in the Lord. We see in Acts 13, 22, when it talks about King David, it said, after removing him, meaning Saul, he raised up David to be their king. He also testified about him and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do my will. Now, let's talk about him. King David was a major sinner, but he quickly repented and came back to God by faith. Okay, and so that's why he's a man after God's heart, because even though he he blew it, he had those humongous sins, and we all sin, but David's heart was going towards the Lord. He sought not to sin. And so in 1 Samuel 13, 14, talking about David again, it says, but now your kingship will not last, meaning Saul's. Adonai has sought for himself a man after his own heart. So Adonai will appoint David as ruler over his people because you have not guarded what Adonai commanded you. And what what the Lord commands us is to trust him. That's why we can do commandments. That's why we can love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. That's how we can love our neighbor as ourselves. That's how we can share the good news of Messiah, because we trust in the Lord, right? In Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Wow, I could talk about this for the whole show, and probably I almost have. But at any rate, let's continue on to Romans 10.8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we are proclaiming. And Deuteronomy, by the way, that was quoting once again Hebrew scriptures. In Deuteronomy 30, 14, write it down. You can check the two. It says, no, the word is very near to you in your mouth and in your heart to do it. So we see here, this sets up the next verse, drawing us to the importance of our heart, our mouths, and our actions. And when the God's word is in your heart and you proclaim it and act on it, 
This is your expression of faith. You could say it is your proof of your faith. So when we get to Romans 10, 9, and it says for, and you know these verses, for if you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart it is belief for righteousness, and with the mouth it is confessed for salvation. So I believe that trusting God is made up of what it says here in Romans 9 and 10, believing in your heart Yeshua was raised from the dead. Believing is not an intellectual decision, but it's a heart decision. God touches your heart so that you believe. And confessing Who he is and what he has done is the second part of uh, trusting God, is confessing. And you're confessing Yeshua is deity. You're uh, confessing that Yeshua is Lord of your life. You are confessing that Yeshua took away the sins he atoned by his sacrifice. And you are confessing that your beliefs have to be put into an action. And so your confession is the action of faith. And the verse, uh, and the third thing about trusting God, now we can comfortably obey God and his word because we have believed and confessed. And so we know that Yeshua was the word made flesh. In this past week's Bible study, we're going over some of these same verses at the synagogue, and I asked the question, why does it say confess, then believe in verse 9, and then it changes the order in verse 10, and it says believe and confess? I mean, when you see these kinds of things, you you want to ask, why, Lord, why? And this was the answer that I received from one of the participants, and I really liked it, and will continue to think on it. He said that it shows that both are equally important by changing the order. In other words, that he's saying that confessing is equally important to believing. Now, I'm not going to take that as necessarily... God's word, but I'm certainly going to think about it. I think it's a reasonable way of thinking of this passage. Salvation and our righteousness is achieved by confessing and believing in Yeshua and his work. So I have another question, but I don't have time to get give you an answer. Why do you think Paul says raised him from the dead versus why didn't he say crucified in 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 verses 9 and 10 okay we'll have to answer that next week you know it's a privilege to come here each week and talk about the lord and talk about his word Ask your friends to come to this Bible study. We are in Romans 10. We will cover Romans 10 next week and and maybe start Romans 11. Uh, You can also hear a copy of this teaching and all my radio teachings if you go to our website, which is shoreshdavid.org, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. Then click under Ministries, then click under Heart of Messiah Radio. That brings you to the page 
where you can select one of my teachings. And if you'd like to help us stay on the air, we would really appreciate a gift. So call Karen, 813-831-5673. If you want to contact me, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I try and answer each person who emails me. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel